Blog Talk Radio. Are you friend Jerry and welcome to a special edition of the Our Big Show. Excited to come on here midweek. Uh, looking forward, going forward actually uh, for this podcast. Uh, we're going to try doing uh, a little more, a smaller show uh, of shorter shows, as you say, uh, but get a little more frequent uh, podcasts and um, kind of be more topic centric. Uh, with the bye week for Rutgers coming up uh, this week, I think it was a perfect time to sit down, uh, especially because uh, high school football is uh, uh, five or six weeks into their season, and, and talk a little bit about recruiting. Um, so I'm excited uh, to have a, a longtime uh, friend of the show, uh, Sean Brown from Rivals.com, from ScarletNation.com, from the Rivals Network, to come on and chat a little bit about Rutgers and Rutgers recruiting. And uh, he's also very knowledgeable of the high school uh, uh, scene and, and big games that may be coming up. So uh, it's a good time uh, to, I think, Rutgers uh, fans and everyone to take a little break. <laughs> um, I think, um, you know, some of the, I guess, positivities and, and optimism that, that came out of that first game, the first showing against Washington. And, and you know, we know uh, obviously subsequently was wiped away the following week against Eastern Michigan. And uh, just another tough beat down type of uh, loss against Ohio State. So I think uh, the fans and everybody uh, probably could use this little break, step aside, and uh, focus a little bit on, on uh, other things. And then, you know, we'll, we'll, Rutgers and their players and coaches will do their thing this weekend and uh, get ready to prepare themselves for the uh, two games, I think, that are very important in the season, and that's a winnable game at Illinois. Um, obviously the Illini are thinking the same with Rutgers coming in, but uh, if they can pull that game on, I think you get a little bit of some uh, uh, positive vibes heading into the homecoming matchup against Purdue. Again, uh, you know, two teams that are not at the caliber of the Penn States and the Michigans and Ohio State. So, uh, uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's an opportunity for Rutgers to get the, the fans back involved. So without further ado, though, I want to welcome uh, Sean to the show. Sean, how you doing? Good. How you doing, Jerry? Hey, man. Thanks for coming on. It's been a while. And uh, as I said, this is always that perfect time of year where it's a good time to step back, take a look at the scene of, of high school football and, and the recruiting that that's going on. And, uh, you know, less talk about quarterback issues and offensive issues and, and this and that, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely makes sense. So, I always think it's an interesting time. You know, college is 
it's so different, right? And, and, and uh, it, you know, the pros are, or, you know, it's these guys' jobs are just never you know, done. So this week, you you know, obviously it's a bye week, but the coaches are not on a bye, right? Uh, you know, tell us, you know, what they do in, in, with the staff when in weeks like this. Uh, you know, do they fan out, of, you know, visit top recruits, visit targets? Yeah, definitely. Um, I know Richie, uh, Richie Snyder, right, our you know, main recruiting guy, have re- reported on our board earlier this week that um, I think it was Monday that uh, Coach Bush, um, defensive best coach and assistant defensive coordinator, and Coach Ash, they uh, spent Monday uh, just all over uh, the area. They were in New York City at Poly Prep. They have uh, they have a few guys. I think Lamy Constant is a 2020 running back that they've offered. And there's a 2019 defensive lineman, I think it's Jason Brissett, that he was at the Ohio State game that they're taking a long look at. He has a few offers already. Uh, I believe they went out to Wayne Hills later that day. Obviously, uh, Jerron Hayek, um, you know, younger brother of the Hayaks that's, that are at Rutgers now, is a 2019 target. There's, a, I think it's Charles Njoku. He's the, the youngest of the Njoku brothers. Um, is someone that's getting a long look. Uh, and there have a few other guys up at Hills this year. Um, you know, so they definitely made the rounds. Um, you know, my understanding is that uh, Coach Blazik um, was going to be down in Maryland to see uh, one of his offensive linemen commits, Reggie Sutton. Uh, and he was also going to get down to Conway, South Carolina, to see uh, the big-time O-line commit, Rayquan O'Neal, uh, down there. Um, and, you know, the coach is making the rounds. Obviously, it's a downtime. Um, it's just not a game to prepare for. So they're going to get out and, you know, see the committed guys and, you know, see some of the 2019 targets that they may have gotten some film on, you know, some of the early three-game film that, you know, these guys may have shot the board a bit and may have come priority for the recruiting class with a chance for these coaches to eyeball these guys. They they may not have seen them in a couple of weeks, but they'll, they'll definitely get out, get hit the road, and, you know, start making connections and probably see some games this weekend as well. Well, I think that's a, it's a great idea, that especially the out-of-state players, I, I think, uh, you know, like we saw this week with the decommitment of E.J. Turner, uh, you, you know, those guys are just not around the program as much, so, uh, you know, it's probably a little bit harder to, to uh, you know, constantly give the positive spin around things, and, and games like last week, um, you know, may make it a little more difficult. Now, um, you know, they may have been more to the story with Turner, uh, but but it's good to get out there, you know, like you said, visit our Raekwon O'Neal in South Carolina and get out uh, to see those out-of-state players and use this as an opportunity to do so. Um, yeah, most definitely. I mean, with in the case of a guy like Turner, uh, my understanding is that high school team hasn't lost a game in, like, three years or something like that, you know, his, his quarterback is Trevor Lawrence, who is the number one ranked prospect in this class for Rivals.com, um, and I think for some of the other sites as well. Um, you know, so uh, obviously, like you mentioned, he's a guy that really only visited campus once for a day, you know, didn't expect to commit before he visited, left the campus committed, um, you know, and, you know, he's really on the periphery because he's so far. And maybe he just sees the results, um, you know, what's going on with the team. He only, you know, sees some of the lopsided scores and the offense not really being um, that explosive. Um, you know, he's obviously a Southern guy. He had a lot of other offers, you know. So, he, you know, he, he said he's still considering records, and, and you never know. But, you know, more often than not, when these things happen, um, kids tend to go in another direction. I think the only positive for Rutgers there is that they actually probably um, – you know, went over the amount of receivers they intended to take in this class. Um, 
they were filled up essentially when um, Ahmad Anderson from New York City decided. And, you know, my understanding of the situation was that Ahmad was a guy, he was the top of the board type of guy, any position, you know, one of the one or two other receivers they would have taken if he wanted to come. So they're, I think they probably feel they're a right quota wise receiver, you know, even losing a guy like Turner, who is very talented. Yeah, and, and you know, as you said, it becomes a numbers game. You know, as long as these this class holds up without any sudden uh, decommitments. Uh, but the one thing I was saying, you talk about Richie. I had him on um, actually uh, early on Sunday, and and we were you know doing a little bit of of, of more some talk on uh, the the wise commitment of quarterback and. You know, got to looking at some of the the rankings, and and I guess I have to say, from from a fan perspective, I still, you know, a little bit disappointed they're not doing better in state. Um, and looking at the top fifteen, the top twenty, uh, you know, I, I think I, I, Isaiah Pacheco is the highest ranked player that they have. Uh, who, you know, on rivals, he's I think ranked like seventeen or eighteen. Um, are any of the uncommitted players on that list? Is Rutgers still in play for them? Yeah, I mean, so Tyler Friday is the number two guy right now, uh, defensive lineman, and Don Bosco. And, and Rutgers is still in the mix there, but, you know, we consistently hear that Michigan is a strong suitor for him, um, and, and they're firmly in the mix. And there's some other schools. Um, yeah, I think he's still talking to Alabama. Uh, Ohio State is one I think he's still talking to, you know. So I think for Friday, you know, Rutgers is in a position before the season where, if they could put a strong uh, product on the field, you know, it would help uh, in his eyes. Uh, and at least defensively, although, you know, the scores have been ideal, they, the defense, has, I, I, you know, in my opinion, from what I've seen, has performed better. Um, this is a better defensive line play, um, you know, so maybe that might, you know, help Rutgers in that, in that sense. But, you know, you're going against some established programs that are having strong seasons too. Um, so it'll be curious to see where he ends up. It seems like, He'll end up taking official visits. You know, Bosco guys are really locked into their seasons, um, so it seems like he won't do anything until after the season ends and he visits some schools. You know, but Rutgers is still trying to fight uh, to get an official visit from him. Um, there's, you know, the next uh, highest or lowest rated uh, committed guy is Jason Owen, uh, who goes to Blair Academy, uh, but he isn't really seriously considering Rutgers at this point. He seems to be locked in on um, Penn State, Ohio State, and um, – in Notre Dame right now. And then after that, in terms of uncommitted guys, uh, you have to look at uh, Friday's teammate, Marcellus Erlington. I think he is giving a more, a little bit more serious look to Rutgers right now than Friday. I think they're both serious considering, but we'll see Erlington would be more likely of the two right now. Um, but, you know, he definitely is considering, I think it's Duke uh, and University of North Carolina closely. He's a guy, he's a two-sport athlete, you know. If he was, you know, Six eight six nine. He might just, you know, he's a little undersized, uh, but you know, I think UNC offered an opportunity to walk onto the basketball team, so that's something that's piqued his interest. Um, you know, uh, so he's a guy that you know, Rush is still involved with right now. It seems like he's going to take his time to make a decision. Uh, and then after that, you have uh, Elijah McAllister from Rumson Fairhaven. Um, Elijah's an interesting situation in that, you know, he tore. Uh, both ACLs last year in consecutive sporting seasons. So he tore uh, one ACL in football season, and then he tore the other ACL in basketball season last year. So he, he had to rehab 
for both. Um, but, you know, he's back on the field. He got back on the field last weekend. You know, he's, he's looking good thus far. You know, he wasn't uh, considering Rutgers closely. Uh, you know, he had a lot of options, but I think school is filled up. You know, you see those type of injuries, it, it makes them weary of things. So, you know, he's still considering Rutgers. It'll be curious to see how, how it plays out with him as well. Now, looking at the list, I, I, you know, something that jumped out of me is, is uh, you know, I don't know if it's an oddity or a coach connection, but, you, you know, you have the two uh, uh, petty school players uh, in Daniel Dawkins and uh, Alan Walters, the quarterback, heading to Vanderbilt. Um, and then also North Carolina State, uh, you know, Devin Leary from uh, Timber Creek uh, and uh, – Two there's I think believe two others um, from uh, Davian Robinson from Shawnee, and and then uh, there's uh, another player from up north in Irvington going out there. What's what's with the the Jersey connection? To those two schools. Um, you know, with Vanderbilt, I think it was more so. You know, they went and they got their quarterback in Walters. That he was a early commit last year. Um, obviously, you know, you center quarterback connection, strong connection there. Um, you know, so they went up and, you know, it's, it's funny, Dawkins was actually going to commit to another school, um, you know, earlier this year and, you know, held off on the commitment. Uh, Vanderbilt came in and obviously, you know, having your quarterback in your ear every day uh, definitely worked uh, in the Commodore's favor there. And they were able to, to bring the commitment of those two guys. Um, you know, Freddie obviously is a prestigious prep school. Um, Vanderbilt is a prestigious school, um, the most prestigious in the SEC from an academic aspect. Um, so I think there's a fit there uh, for those guys. I'm not sure if there's a coach on the staff, uh, but there's a few guys. The current quarterback that's uh, starting at Vanderbilt now, Shermer, is uh, he graduated from um, LaSalle College uh, in Pennsylvania. So they, they recruit, you know, in this area, not heavily, but they've come up and got some guys in recent years. Uh, when you talk about NC State, They've started in the past couple of years to make an effort to recruit New Jersey. Uh, George McDonald, who is the wide receivers coach there, he previously was at Syracuse. Uh, I think when um, not Greg Robinson, but Doug Marone was there, uh, or was it uh, Schaefer? I believe his name was Schaefer was the head coach. Uh, so he, you know, made some relationships in the state, mainly in South Jersey. And then obviously last year, NC State added a uh, former Rutgers um, cornerback coach, Aaron Henry to the staff. So, you know, they had two guys with Jersey ties recruiting the area. Um, another situation, they were able to get the best QB in the state and Devin Leary in there, um, well regarded in South Jersey. That helped them out in bringing the commitment of Davon Robinson from Shawnee, who will probably play H-back down there, uh, and then Josiah Prevalon, who will play wide receiver down there. And getting Prevalon's commitment has uh, NC State in a good place with uh, Lance Torres, his teammate Irvington as well. Yeah, it's always good to play those those connections. Now, uh, obviously, I know you're big following the season. Uh, tell us um, any uh, you know there was there was obviously uh, this past weekend uh, Don Bosco and uh, uh, I guess against uh, was it St. Peter's uh, this past weekend? No, uh, St. Peter's played Paramus Catholic this past weekend. I believe Don Bosco oh, okay. may have had – actually, I think they played Del Barton. Don Bosco played Del Barton this weekend. But, yeah, um, yeah, St. Peter's, um, they beat Paramus Catholic uh, this past weekend. I think the big game in New Jersey this past weekend was um, Burton Catholic beating St. Joe's Montvale. Uh, St. Joe's was considered by most polls as the number one team in the state. 
Um, but I saw Bergen Catholic the prior week against Paramus Catholic, and, you know, I, I thought they had the tools to be the best team in the state. They have a, a very good 2019 class with the most power five prospects that I've seen Bergen Catholic have in one class in a long time. And, um, you know, they, they ran the ball extremely well against Framus Catholic and they did the same against St. Joe. They, everyone knows St. Joe is to be kind of the blue collar school of those private schools up there. And they really pride themselves on being physical, but Bergen Catholic beat them at their own game last weekend. I think this weekend coming up uh, is um, the St. Peter's and DePaul. Is that a a headline um, game in the uh, parochials? Yeah, definitely. I think there's, um, you know, there's a few in in that division. I would say that's the headliner. I mean, St. Peter's, you know, depending on who you talk to, a lot of people consider them as a top team in the state. Uh, But DePaul is, this is probably the best team DePaul has had. I think the issue with DePaul, they're as talented as anyone else, but the, the enrollment's not as big as some of those other schools. They don't have the depth that a lot of those teams have, and most of their top guys go both ways. Um, you know, but DePaul, they, they gave Bernie Castle all they could handle uh, earlier in the season. They beat Don Bosco. They beat Paramus Catholic already, and, you know, they definitely can play with St. Peter. So that, that's a big one. Um, an interesting one to watch. Uh, I saw Pope John last weekend against Seton Hall Prep. And they they have a good team. Uh, they run the ball extremely well. They got size. They have depth. And the guys in Spartaville feel very confident that they could beat Paramus Catholic this coming weekend. That would be a big win for them because they really haven't broken through against those those top um, public school private schools in North Jersey since they combined into that uh, big uh, big North United. Um, Bosco and Joe's another big one. Um, Joe's looking for redemption after losing last week. And Bosco's they've had a rough year under, uh, you know, Rutgers product might teal, but they want to get on the right track and, and get things going in the right direction. Definitely, definitely. Well, Sean, listen, I appreciate you coming on. Um, like I said, I'm kind of uh, we're nice little short tidbits, and uh, I, I know you guys are doing great things over with the podcast over at ScarletNation.com, so I appreciate you taking uh, the time to come on. Uh, no problem, Jerry. Sean, we'll do this again. But actually, a quick question I have for you is a player that I came across, uh, uh, Antonio Alfano, who's actually uh, an interesting case because he transferred out of the Bergen Catholic and uh, playing for Raleigh. Um, It's familiar to the area around me. Um, Where where does Rutgers uh, sit in his uh, recruitment? You know, Rutgers is in the mix. There's a a lot of people that think he's – Penn State's to lose, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with his recruitment, you know, you know, kind of left Burn Catholic. It's really, you know, a lot of rumors flying around, but nothing, you know, really clear on what happened with that situation. Um, but he's back in his hometown school of Rawway. Uh, so I'm curious to see what colleges do and, you know, to obviously ask some questions on why he transferred to Rawway, um, you know, but, um, you know, Rutgers, obviously, there's a lot of people uh, close to him uh, that have Rutgers ties uh, from Norway, you know, that are in his area, people that he works with. Uh, so that that can help Rutgers, um, you know, and maybe want to stay close to home and maybe a better situation for him. Um, but, you know, he's got, a, he's got a lot of schools that are after him. It seems like, you know, everyone in the country, he's probably been the most highly recruited defensive lineman to come to New Jersey since Rashawn Gary. Um, not at that same level, but, you know, he has a really high level of national recruitment, you know, so he, he's got a lot of suitors right now. Um, you know, Rutgers is in the mix. Um, last time uh, 
I saw Antonio. He was at Rutgers for uh, one of the summer camps, you know, took a full tour with the coaching staff, uh, with his father, you know, seemed to, to really enjoy him. And he's definitely considering Rutgers, you know, but it'll be curious to see how his recruitment plays out. Okay. All right. Yeah, good, good one to follow. Well, hopefully the proximity helps. So uh, we'll see how when that plays out. But, again, Sean, appreciate you coming on, and we'll definitely um, have to do this again in the future. One last thing, Jerry, before I leave. Um, I will be seeing Rutgers commit um, Zamar Wise this weekend. Uh, they play Orange and 2019 prospect, and Quee Hawkins, who Rutgers is going at. So I'll get a chance to see him in action. Hopefully I have a, a good report seeing him live this weekend. Oh, definitely we'll look out for that. I'm, uh, that's definitely a, a rivalry there. So uh, uh, it should be intriguing uh, both the matchup and, uh, and, and this, you know, what, what you get to see out there. No, definitely. All right. Thanks again, Sean. Anytime, Jerry. Everybody, thanks for uh, listening to Are You Fan Jerry and our big show. And listen, look out for me on 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 Twitter. I'll be letting you know when our next uh, podcast will be up and going. Thanks again.